I'm sorry, but Beth is the girl in the horror movie who dies first. She just is. <laughs> no, you are right. She goes where the hottie is. But can't blame her, because, like, probably me too. to another episode of Romancing the Monsters. I'm Em. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. And today, we're talking about Dark Lover by J.R. Ward, a book from 2005, so we're going way back in the <laughs> When past. I was 10. <laughs> you were 10? Yeah, in 2005, I was 10. I was born in 95. How do you even know that stuff? Like, I don't, I can't math. I don't know what how old I was. Anywho, um, Seth has read this book before. Yes. How many times? Was this a first reread or you've read this? Um, I would say this is like my second full reread. I remember I'd read like little parts of it here and like here and there, but like I would never pick up this book and read it from, you know, front to back. So did you read this book when it first came out when you were like 10? No, I read it. No. <laughs> Baby Seth, like, reading (laughs) Vampire Smut. (laughs) No, I read this. um, I started the series actually when I was in high school, so that would have been, I think it was grade 9 or grade 10. Um, And this was the series, guys, that I had, like, I had to share with my mom. And I was like, Mom, you have to read the series. Um, And I told her, like, you know, I was the kid that I told my mom I didn't read the sex scenes. I skipped over them. And I was oh, like, Mom, sure. don't worry. Mm-hmm. I skipped over the scenes. We just got to read the series. I just love the differences between your mom and my mom. Because my mom read Fifty Shades of Grey first. And she was like, read this book. It's pretty good. <laughs> really? My mom did read Fifty Shades of Grey. And she did go watch the movies <laughs> in theaters. Um, but I yeah. just love that my mom was pushing the smut at me. And you're, you were telling your mom, no, I'm skipping the sex scenes, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Uh, I've read this book before as well. It was forever ago. I think it might have been 2015. And, you know, my thoughts may or may not have changed. Um, So we'll see about that. Yeah. (laughs) For us, it was a first. Yeah. First time read. Let's hope it's not the last. Um, You know. Well, maybe the last time for this book. Yeah. yeah. Probably not. uh, The last book in the series that she'll read. (laughs) We'll get into it. Uh, Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I should probably say that when I read it, I only read the first book and then I I didn't pick up the the other one. So the next ones will be firsts for me as well. Okay. So, Saf, what is Dark Lover about? All right. So we start off with uh, this cool guy named Darius, Darius, however you want to say it. Um, who's hoping that our main man, Wrath, who's the king of, sorry, the vampire species, he was hoping that he will help his half-human daughter transition into a vampire. So this would mean giving her blood and help her through the taxing change because he's the last pure blood. Um, so we cut to Beth, who is very much not aware of the vampire species or, like, the vampire world. 
um, and she doesn't really know what's going on. She just thinks she's overtired and things like that. Um, so Wrath decides to fulfill Darius's wish because Darius is killed that night um, with his car blowing up, and sadly, he doesn't ever really get to meet his daughter. Um, anyways, so we are also facing uh, the Lessers, which are creatures. They're kind of like zombies. Um, like, they're without souls, and they were created by, some, I guess, a thing called the Omega, who's, like, the devil equivalent, and he wants to, uh, destroy his sister, the Scribe Virgin, who is, like, the goddess of the vampires. Um, so there's kind of, like, a whole, like, I guess, glorious war going on that we have no idea that's happening. Um, and then, basically, our main girl, Beth, is attacked and uh, by this idiot, like, disgusting little child um, who attempts to rape her, um, but they don't succeed and she gets away. And we also get introduced to other characters, um, which is Butch and Jose. And um, I just, like, that's their start. I just feel like there's so many things going on in the first half that you're like, what the heck? And then, anyways, we cut to Wrath and Beth, and he finally meets her... Um, I guess he meets her, then wipes her memory because she's afraid of him. And then he, uh, <laughs> can you imagine though? Like the first meet cute is so embarrassing that you're like, okay, we're going to do this again. Actually, yeah. <laughs> because this ain't working right now. <laughs> yeah. I wish we could do that in real life. <laughs> right. And then the second time was also kind of a mess because they kind of have sex right away. And yeah. And then, um, yeah, it was just intense. And then she's like, what the heck? And, She's afraid, and then basically she finds out that he's a suspect in these murders. There's prostitutes being murdered, um, and apparently his weapons match the uh, the weapons at the scene. And now she's like, "Shit, I just fucked a murderer!" And then um, things happened, and then she decides to go with him to his mansion because you know this girl has zero self preservation. And then. Um, it just goes from there. She finds out she's a half vampire and her dad actually was watching over her. And then the story kind of gets started there. And, um, yeah, uh, that's the general premise of their story and how it started. How did you like this book? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how about we start with you? No. <laughs> okay, I'll start and then you can go. I, hmm. So the first time I read this book... I liked it a lot more than I did this time around. And I think that the main reason is I don't think that this first book in the series is aging particularly well. Um, there's a lot of things in this book that you can tell it's very much of its time, which is not like a bad thing. It's just you. I, I was preparing myself to go into this book sort of being like, okay, some of it will probably be a little bit shocking yeah you wouldn't see that nowadays yeah. in a book uh yes. you know aka uh the book pretty much starting with the sexual assault of the main female character because like yeah sure it didn't go all the way but her boobs did get grabbed in you know the middle of the street at night by some creepy old guys yeah so it was an interesting experience if only because i was like i really want to know what made people gravitate towards these books and like what really made people excited to keep going and like <coughs> Zetas. well this is why it's great that you're here because like you can tell us and like i wish i could transport myself into my 20 
15 self because mm-hmm. I know that I, I liked the book. Yeah. So I just, what was grabbing me then that's not grabbing me now? Like, this is what I want to know. Yeah. All right. S. Okay. Oh, no. She's like, I hated it. I'm going to burn it. <laughs> As soon as I uh, get off of this. Seth, please don't hate me. No, it's fine. This book was never my favorite. I, I totally... Okay. I'm fine with it. So, uh, since... Okay, so this is a first time read for me. Um, I didn't like it. So I started it, and right off the bat, I'm like, no, I don't think I'm going to like this. And I oh, wow. didn't. And, okay, so I guess I'll go into, like, the reasons, I guess, why. Yeah, yeah, So the yeah. first one would be the the constant change of point of views mm-hmm. it just usually i'm okay with different point of views this one it didn't work at all um right when i was trying to get into like in, right when i was getting invested with a couple yeah the switch of point of view happened and i'm just like i kind of don't care what's going on with the other characters yeah but i know their point of views were needed for the story i guess for the story building yeah. and mm-hmm. for the rest of the series so that was it. The point of use was something that I didn't, I didn't like. Um, so, okay, so I said my first reason, and then the second reason would be the writing. Oh, really? Yeah, I felt it was, uh, it was fine in certain parts, but um, there were parts where I felt like it was really cheesy. I could see that, to be honest. And then uh, the third would be kind of, I felt like there was a lot of tell and not show. Mm, but yeah. I think, I think that can be because since it's a lot of world building, mm-hmm. and then maybe, I don't know how it is with the rest of the series, maybe we'll, she'll show us more yeah. with the, you know, with the book. So th- yeah. that was a little bit where I noticed. I think this might have been her first paranormal book. Yeah. So maybe this is where, this is kind of why I don't like judging a long series like that, especially when it's paranormal or fantasy based on the first book alone, because I'm aware that there's probably like the the, the author will inevitably grow as a writer throughout yeah. the books mm-hmm. and the world will expand and the, the writer themselves get more comfortable in their own world and stuff. So, but it's interesting because the the different perspectives actually didn't bother me personally but then again like i've been reading a lot of urban fantasy and those tends tend to have sort of povs like that where you don't necessarily know right off the bat where why it's there but then mm-hmm. it eventually makes sense type of thing yeah but for me i never connected with the romance like i felt like there wasn't anything between these characters like they just they meet they fuck and right away i'm supposed to be like oh yeah so much sexual tension between these two i i just wasn't feeling it at any point yeah Yeah, i was lacking a little bit yeah but i will say it definitely made me interested in some of the other characters (laughs) zetas particularly zetas (laughs) (laughs) you know what we can agree we can all agree on that okay okay cool okay what about you seth okay so like i said i read this book in high school and i remember i was like oh my god this is this is the vampire series i wanted because don't forget this is the shit (laughs) yeah don't forget little sephra read twilight and i was like you know what this is good and i read fan fiction of course um but then I was missing the sex of my vampires. So, mm. of course, I ended up eating the series up, and especially this book. But <clears throat> this book, um, like you said, Marge and S, I never really connected with the romance. I never really, like, connected with Beth as a character or Wrath or, like, even Marissa or Butch or, you know, everyone. I Like, this book really wasn't that great in terms of, like, connecting with the characters and also buying their romance. 
Um, the world building, sure, I feel like it kind of was still glossed over despite them spending a lot of time talking about, like, their high society and, like, the their <clears throat> lessening society that they're fighting against. Like, despite them talking about it and even, like, their villain having a POV, I felt like I was not connecting as well as I thought I did reading the first time. And, um, I don't know, yeah, it was just, like, lacking in terms of, like, like you said, the romance and just character connection and... I will say, I felt like this book was more of, like, an introduction to Wrath and Beth. Like, it, you can kind of see what the author is doing. This, like, because I've read, like, so many of the other books. And, like, I... Yeah. yeah. Obviously, like, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but, like, these two get another book later on. Yeah. Oh, they do. Is it The King? Yeah. Is that their book? The okay. King, yeah. And so, like, there, I feel like their romance is really, like, it was tested and, like, it was an actual romance. Whereas this one is more of, like, um, their meet cute. I don't know that makes sense yeah because usually like the character is thrown in a situation that's uncomfortable and like they have to learn from this and like you know yeah. get acquainted like acquainted with this new position type of thing it ends with him starting this new thing like becoming the king like he needs to be the king now yeah because of everything that happened exactly. so it's like that feels like the beginning of something you know whereas the book feels like the prequel yes exactly i was just gonna say that. this book felt like the prequel to the rest of the series yeah um because like you see it it takes starts to take form in rage's book and then onwards but then like yeah i it, it was a prequel for me i honestly felt that 100 percent. first book syndrome i don't know i'm i'm surprised that you didn't like marissa like i felt for marissa throughout this book i felt for her towards like the middle kind of towards the end well i will say that i did end up liking the book just the last 20 percent. okay i will say that kind of around that no <laughs> never mind it was five percent the last five percent were good <laughs> it was the last 2.5 percent actually there was a moment where i did feel for marissa and i'm just like this okay. girl she needs she needs a happy ending she needs something yeah. I felt I felt for her throughout the whole thing. Like how she was treated by Wrath yeah. was so like she was just discarded. Like she was just only good for her blood and that's it. Like he didn't even want her body and she was just pining after him because you know, she just wanted someone, anyone to pay attention to her. She's literally like invisible to these men, which yeah. Butch doesn't understand because yeah. he's like, "How come no one ever sees you? You're right there." And I felt for Butch and Marissa, like, together, I was like, you know what, I can, I, I can get behind this. You know, they're cute together. Really? Yeah. That was going to be my question. Yeah. yeah. I like them together. How do you guys feel about Butch? At first, I was like, he's a little annoying. So annoying. Yeah. But then when the plot, when he was around the other brothers and, like, there was Marissa and everything, I was like, you know what, I think that, yeah, Butch kind of fits in with these guys. And I liked his little friendship with, uh, who was it, Tor? No, not Vicious. Tor. Vicious. Vicious. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I liked him. Yeah, um, I, I'll agree. He was annoying at first, and like March said, I like the I like the progress with their friendship, how mm -hmm. that progressed. I guess. Yeah. And then with him and Marissa. No, I have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> she hates him. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say, like, I like how J.R. Ward wasn't afraid of making her characters a little bit gritty in the sense that like butch you know he goes to prostitutes which there's nothing wrong with that no of course not you know he goes to prostitutes he's you know a little bit darker wrath is kind of like treats marissa like she's you know there and gone yeah. like he doesn't care 
like i kind of appreciated that like she wasn't trying to make all these characters like squeaky clean you know like they've all done things uh you know zeta's reputation with um women is our it's it's something (laughs) to be sure yeah so yeah i mean i liked that aspect of it like it 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 felt a little bit grittier no and i like i honestly like i I agree with that and i like that wrath recognized his bad behavior with marissa and even like went to apologize to her i really appreciated that despite you know obviously us not being able to understand it because it was in butch's pov i think at that time um but i really liked that he learned how to treat a woman right and he realized what he Mm -hmm. did to marissa was so wrong and he went and apologized i felt like that was a really good step on his part and there was no animosity between there was no, like there I didn't feel any type of anger between Marissa and Beth, which I really appreciated yeah. because yeah. 2005 was a rough year when it came to women <laughs> on women. Crime. It was yeah, hella rough. But I liked how Marissa was just like, you know what, Rath found a woman and that woman ain't me, and you know what, I got this other man who's actually interested in me and. I'm happy for Rath and Beth. And I was like, yes, girl, this yeah. is the way. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did appreciate that. Yeah. Do they do they get their own book? Butch and Marissa? Yeah, they're book four. Um, so I guess that's a spoiler in the sense where like. No, it's not. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's it's surprising, though, that Zadist's book comes before theirs when they're set up and almost like. Because like I, I believe things have to happen before that happens. Going back to the multiple POVs, so S, like, I feel like the POVs are needed because you need to know their situation before their book. Because I feel like this series as a whole is very cohesive, and, like, you can't just pick up a random book in the series and read it, because then you'll be, like, really confused. Um, Like, you can't even pick up Z's book, because you'll be so confused, because a lot of events that set up that book happens in book two. You need to be able to read them, like, all books prior to the one that you want to read in order to continue going because, yeah, she just does a good job of, like, weaving in the story and, like, making them all connect to the point where, like, you can't just pick up a random book. It's interesting, though, that, like, it's not just the characters that you can tell are going to get books. It's, like, the villain gets a POV. Yeah. That's a first. And I wonder why she made that decision. Like, does it add anything to the book for you? Does it take away from the book? Because you kind of know what's happening in the background before it happens. Like, does it kill the the suspense i guess because you know to be quite honest i think i would have forgotten that they were fighting anything or they have a villain if it wasn't for the povs interesting yeah because i don't feel like in the first book at least she didn't set up the intensity or like the the constant combat like as well as it could have been in terms of like really cementing the villain and I think the Mr. X's POVs really helped do that because we got background info on, like, him, the species, as well as, like, their creator, the Omega. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the only way we would have maybe gotten to know anything about the Omega. I can see that. I can see How that. did you guys feel about Havers' character and his character journey so far? S is just like, <laughs> who? <laughs> no thoughts. Head empty. <laughs> the doctor. The bro- Mar- Marissa's brother. Yeah, I, I kind of don't care. Didn't really care for his point of view. 
I was really just getting, like, pathetic vibes. Like, he was just really pathetic to me. I don't know. Because, like, for most of the book, I was like, why are you here? But, but I did ultimately like where it led. Like, I did like that Marissa was, like, had to stand up and, like, protect these people. Like, she she was kind of given a, a, um, a role, a more important role through that subplot, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Of, like, stopping her brother and being like, no, this is not, this is, this is not right. Like, you're, you're gonna regret this type of thing. And then for Wrath, to ultimately be like i i'm gonna forgive you for this because i understand vengeance and i understand that it wasn't coming from your hatred of us as much as it was coming from your hatred of what was going on with your sister type of thing and you were just trying to avenge what had happened to her so i like where it led yeah and i do think his pov while like to be honest it wasn't quite necessary um, I do think it did provide us with some insight on, like, their species. And, like, you kind of recognize that vampires are kind of, like, really fallible. Fallible? Is that the word? Where, like, if they don't have the females, they're just going to die. And, like, their species, like, the female species is dwindling at this point. And, like, he's really trying to find another way to, um, you know, sustain the vampires because of, like, everyone dying and, like, they're being massacred by the lesser so I felt like that was kind of interesting and like that side of things I don't really remember at all his POV in the first book because I would skip his scenes but like anytime I would like read it okay I have a slightly spoilery question okay so we said this book very 2005 yeah males can only drink from females because you know god forbid male on male action yeah I know that there is a MM book later on in yeah. the series. So, like, how does she go back on that whole thing? Like, how is that going to work? I mean, as you know, I'm going to have to use her favorite two words and just say keep reading. Oh, okay. So it does get explained how that MM pairing is going to work. I will say you meet the the couple, I, would, I think, in book two or three. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, you meet them on. pretty early. Like, there are, like, the... I love them, but, like, they struggle <laughs> so hard. I love them, though. They were great. That's interesting. So I think maybe they'll probably have, I'm just going to throw it out there, they probably have their their women to drink out of and then be with each other. No? That's me shrugging, listeners. That that was me shrugging. Um, yeah, that was awfully quiet for a moment there. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. Okay, so my answer is, uh, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, I have a question. So we meet Butch, and he's a homicide detective, and he's very much, like, you know, just going through the motions in his life and, like, honestly doesn't care. He's, like, the cop that, like, just, that, like, breaks the rules, but, like, to get things yeah. done, like, the right thing done. He's the bad cop. Yeah, and then we find out later on he gets fired um, for police brutality. And I feel like that's something that's very much prevalent in our time right now. Yeah. Um, so how did you guys feel about that aspect? I think that it, this sort of plays into the grittiness that I was talking about of how he's definitely not a perfect guy and I do like that the police here is not portrayed as like being perfect in all situation and Butch is definitely a character who I guess sort of abuses his role a little bit but then again you're like but you understand where he's coming from as well you know so it's 
it's kind of there's no clean cut answer i feel like it's mm-hmm. i think the the words police brutality are heavier in 2021 reading this book than they would have been in 2005 yes. reading the book not that police brutality was not a thing but because of the current conversations i feel like mm-hmm. it's difficult to like yeah. divorce yourself from all that you think about when those words pop up type of thing so i don't really know what to think i I feel like i just choose to tell myself that like okay this is a character thing it's not don't take it and make it into something it's not like it's a character thing it was just trying to show you something about butch that like his job he's doing his job because i think he believes in what is right and sometimes what is right is not what is legal (laughs) and if that's the case he's gonna go down that route anyway you know i think that that's what that was trying to show about his character it's like he doesn't care yeah i agree with your opinion so i want to know and i guess this is kind of adjacent to that but how did you feel about this book opening up with the sexual assault of our main character female character like that is rough. I feel like it was it was yeah, it, it felt it was a little brutal to start off like that. Yeah, it was. And I'm not someone that's a fan of like um using female for like female, I guess, brutality or like abuse against women to yeah. or anyone or really to start a series or start a book or like to entertain the readers. It's not something that I ever care about uh to read about cuz I feel like obviously that's wrong and you shouldn't be using scenes like that to start a series or even just like to entertain readers or watchers or whoever is consuming this product um but I do feel like um this kind this is gonna sound harsh this book would not have like had anything like to start it if it wasn't for that like there was nothing really like it let like that event started everything in terms of like meeting everyone like connecting her with butch well I agree and I disagree with that Okay. Because I was trying to think about that too. I was like, why was this there? And I was like, okay, so how I guess the author sees it is that it was a way for Butch to be connected with the brothers in some capacity. Like that yeah. was kind of the the middle point okay. between those two people. But I don't like that because I'm like, Butch would have eventually, I think found his way to the brothers through the murder of several prostitutes. I think it could have been done that way. Yeah, okay. And Beth could have been left out of it because Beth was already going to meet Wrath anyway. And That's Beth true. already knew Butch. So yeah. they would have met eventually in some capacity. So, But their relationship started getting stronger as she started to confide in him because, because of-, of that. Yes. But then I just, I find issue with the fact that she... Again, like, we repeat this. Trying not to read this with 2021 eyes. Yeah, exactly. But it's difficult not to notice that she then kind of never mentions it again. Like, it's kind of... She's she's traumatized for a night. And then everything's fine. No. Yeah. And, like, you would think that, like, a guy like Wrath, big, long hair, dark wears sunglasses indoors and outdoors like you would think that she would have been a little bit more scared yeah following that assault but then no she's like let's have sex on my couch right here right now it brings it back to the idea that that attempted rape was only used for a one and done type of situation it was only there to entertain and 
get the ball rolling like it didn't have any lasting effect exactly like yeah. that's what i'm finding an issue with it's like i wish she would have dealt with it like i wouldn't it wouldn't ha- it wouldn't be bothering me as much as it is used in the book if at least she would have continued to struggle with that yeah because then mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as much like a plot device and then i think the relationship between her and wrath would have developed differently yeah. like it would it wouldn't feel rushed or it would have been stronger i think it would have been stronger and like i would have felt for these two more and wanted them to be together more had he been the one standing next to her helping her through this you know what i mean whereas that wasn't happening also during their first time she was kind of under the influence cuz like her pheromones or whatever transition was happening and she kind of wasn't herself yeah they had sex he knew about it and he was affected too like i'll I'll give him that much but she certainly wasn't herself that first time yeah how do you feel about that i mean okay crickets no no no. okay i was trying to see if (laughs) i was gonna answer but then like i don't know okay so how i saw it was he kind of met his like his mate i guess for lack of a better word and, like, experienced her, like, arousal right then and there. And Pheromones. apparently yeah. um, when you're transitioning, it's very potent. And, like, he, it was hard for him to fight it off, too. Um, and he kind of did try, but then, like, he got lost in the moment because he's like, oh, my gosh, I found my one person. And um, it just went from there. So do I agree with how it happened? Maybe not, but he was also affected by everything that was going on at the same time like now that you guys you girls mention it like when i was reading it that's not something that came to mind it's just but it makes me wonder if if the story would have just played out where the sexual assault didn't happen if maybe if the story would have been okay without that in the beginning and then just for them just to kind of just for that to go into the scene where she's transitioning and then they happen quickly they hook up well, because it was already going to happen anyway, yeah. right? Because Darius had asked Rath yeah. to help her through it. So Rath yeah. was going to meet her anyways, and that was going to happen anyways. I guess you could argue, like, you know, it's just annoying. But, like, I guess you can argue the reason why, I guess, Butch was so involved with the sexual assault and all of that is because it kind of did connect him with Rath because Butch lost his job by beating up Billy Riddle. Um, thus making Wrath grateful to Butch and kind of trusting him with um, certain situations. Wasn't wasn't there something about Butch Butch's sister? Yeah. Wasn't she kidnapped, she murdered, was, something like that? She was kidnapped, raped, and murdered. Um, and he said not in that order, so we don't know what happened. Um, but just yeah. that's kind of that pushed him to be a cop, and like that kind of pushed him to like kind of lack happiness and like lack the will of survival. I guess you could say. Um, until he meets Marissa. Um, and then, yeah. I mean, like, it kind of bonded them, but I don't like that sexual assault bonded two males, you know? Like, I just... Yeah. It just doesn't, you know, sit well with me. Yeah. And, like, we say all of this, and, like, obviously... To me, this just shows how far the genre has come, Mm -hmm. essentially. It's like, you don't cancel those books for existing. They were written at a time where this was very common. It's not like the odd one out. So you can't fault the authors for writing within a genre that was doing this all over the place. And I just find that actually really reassuring to see that, like, we're picking these things up now because 
it's changed so much and we wouldn't see that nowadays and that's positive that's a positive yeah. thing and I also think we should keep in mind like obviously the series isn't a light romance it never portrayed itself as such um it's paranormal romance it's dark gritty it has like a lot of aspects that might make you feel uncomfortable and I think this book could have done with a warning like a trigger warning um, but back then, that wasn't really a common thing. But who was putting trigger warnings in 2005? No, you know? exactly. It wasn't a common thing back then. Um, but I think you should know going into that, like, this series gets dark and might get darker. And you have to allow the author to grow themselves as well. Yeah, of you course. Know? Like, I'm sure that 15 books down the line, the conversations that are being had on page are completely different from this first book. There's no point, like... I don't know. I don't know what, like, b burning authors at the stake no, for their first no, no. book in the series that, like, was written ages ago. Like, this is not fair yeah. to them. And to the genre, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what we didn't talk about? Um, Wrath and his visual impairment. True that. We find out, like, I think it would, I don't even know how far into the book that he's blind. Not that very far. Not yeah. very far, but sorry, we find out early on, but Beth doesn't find out until, like, their actual date at his mansion. Sorry, not his yeah. mansion, Darius's mansion. Um, she finds out that he is basically blind, like, he's gonna be fully blind soon. But, like, despite all that, he, like, nothing's really stopped him. Like, he is, like, one of the best warriors out there. He's literally their king, and yeah. it's, it's kind of sad. He only, like is sad about it or like acknowledges it when he's faced with Beth and like knowing that he'll never actually know what she looks like and like I thought that was really sad oh that just made me sad I didn't think of that <laughs> but I I like how it shows the subtleties of it because it's like it's not true that everyone's that that is considered blind yeah is just can't see anything mm -hmm. like there's degrees of it and i like that for him it's something that progresses over time and it gets worse and worse but i also like that um he's blind for certain things but then i believe he can see light yeah i think he can see light and he can say contours see general shapes so i do like that you know it's 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 important to see various representations of things like blindness I do wish that, you know how, I don't know if this is like spoiler towards the end of the book, but where the virgin scry gave him like a moment of to see. So I would have, I would have liked for that moment to be like to see Beth. I know. Like oh. a little quick moment, you know. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish that happened as well. But how do you feel about the, the scribed virgin sort of playing all the cards? You know, she's like she she's she revived the father, which this is a question I have. Like, what was the point of him accepting the deal when he all he wanted was to meet his daughter? But then he's revived because he gets to live and be in her life. So I think he saw that as but like, she won't he won't remember her. He won't. So remember. it's like, what's the point? Don't accept the deal if you don't. If you won't remember her, you won't know she's your daughter. Like, how does that make any sense? But I think, like, I've never, I, I don't know, I've never been a parent, but, like, maybe the idea of, like, being in her life and, like, being, like, having influence in her life means more to him than just, like, quickly visiting her, like, in a dream But or does whatever. he know for sure he's going to have a place in her life? Or is he just coming back to life and, like, not knowing who the fuck he is, where he is, who anyone is? Like, how does it work? Does he come back to be, like, a villain in her life type of thing? I feel like he could be. Okay, <laughs> yeah. not a villain, but you'll see. 
And don't forget, don't forget, um, he had to also pay a price. Because remember, the scribe virgin was like, you're going to have to give up something. And he's like, I don't care. I want to be in your life. So you will see. I'm getting I'm getting flashbacks to when we were reading the early, early books in Immortals After Dark. And every question was ending with Seth saying, you'll see. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you want me to tell you? He comes in book two. You'll see him. Okay, fine. Fine. I just felt like it was a bad deal. Like, I wouldn't have taken it. Like, you're dead. Stay dead. Okay, okay so the question, you wouldn't have taken, you wouldn't have asked. If you would have died and had a moment to come back to be in your family's life, you wouldn't take it? You girls wouldn't? If I can't remember them, no. Um, I mean, it gives you a second chance at life. How, how heartbreaking is it when you realize that you were around people that you loved at one point and you, you, don't, you, you can't remember anything? Okay, so then I have a question to that. So if you could bring Darius back like the way he was, would you? Or are you excited to see what's in store for him for his new, I guess, incarnation? Like his new life? Like, would you, like, scrap everything that happens in the series just to have Darius as he was back originally? I think I would have wanted him to come back at least for a moment so she can meet her dad. So he can meet So you would want him to come back, like, as old Darius? Or would you want him, like, to meet the new incarnation of him? Like, the new version of him? I think old 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 Darius. Okay, I feel like person me would say old Darius just... For the feels yeah but i can t- i can say that like writer me is like it's more interesting if it's new darius and like exploring what the hell that means for the story okay i can see yeah. why she did it yeah i can see it but i'm like but i wanted them you know to have a moment because like i know it's so emotional when she goes into his room and she like sees all the pictures yeah. that she's in and like that he really did follow as much as he could of his of her life mm-hmm. like he was there as much as he could he even sent fritz to her graduation <laughs> that killed yeah. me that that killed me <laughs> i was like oh my god freaking love fitz like he was everything she did he was like oh my god she just looked at me she just touched know, my he's hand so cute. <laughs> Like, everything was an honor. <laughs> like, yeah. she sneezes on you and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, like, for him, it's like he doesn't have like, a family or kids or anything. Like, he's watched this one girl grow yeah. up. And, like, I'm pretty sure he even got sent to, like, dance recitals. Actually, no, she was a – no, she went to school. So, like, he just – he went to every event that he could have attended. Yes, she was um, an orphan and that meant in foster care, but like they still checked up on her to see which house she was in. And like he had a whole list and he's like, oh, are you, that house wasn't good. This house was okay. And like, you know, he just, Beth knew that people knew of her and she knew that people knew her um, and watched out for her. What about you, Seth? What would you do? What would you rather between the two options? For me, it's not fair because I kind of know what happened. Mm, true. I really like his new version, so I... Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Do we get, like, sexy Darius? Like, do we get Darius's love story? Like, does he get someone? You might. Ah, Seth. Okay, fine, yes. You do. You do. I can get behind this daddy. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. What book? If you say nine, (laughs) I'm jumping off a window. Um, no, I really think it's, like, eight or nine. I'm t- okay, so, like, it goes from, like, okay, so the first six are obviously, like, the brothers, so that would be um, 
Wrath, Rage, Zadist, Butch. Butch doesn't really count, but Butch. Um, and then there's Vicious and then Fury. And then after that, it's like the other characters that are introduced. And I can't say who they are yet because, I mean, I could, but then. Uh, well, I wanted to know how you guys feel about the Butch and Marissa romance. I was into it. You're into it? I'm into it. I don't. Are you guys into it? I mean, I liked the book when I was reading it the first time, but, like, we'll see. I'm curious to see if my thoughts have changed <laughs> on that book. I'm feeling so much hatred coming off the screen right now. Like, you're so annoyed with this character, and I, I don't think really Marissa understand why. I think is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could understand why the first couple chapters, but then towards the end, I was like, I don't see why they hate this character so much. Wait, you find Butch, Butch annoying? I find both of them kind of annoying. <clears throat> but that's just like me. Well, this is I why think. they're perfect together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't necessarily mean I would ever revisit their story, despite it. Like, it was still a really well rounded story, but like, okay, I don't want to spoil anything, but I kind of will. But I wanted Butch and V to be a thing. Oh, uh, I heard something, I think. I don't know. Who, I don't remember who said that, but that she might have intended to make them the, the MM couple, and then she kind of. She backed out. Skedaddled out of that yeah. idea, yeah, and then that's why she brought in the the other couple. I don't know if that's why she brought them in. I think originally she always like maybe she wrote the other couple in, and like they're always going to be a, a thing. But like V and Butch have like things going on, and then like even in his book, like there's just like the tension is there, and you're like interesting. It's confusing because like obviously the Marissa and Butch thing is like introduced in this first book, yeah. At the same time as, like, V and Butch. So, and I get it. Like, I was like, oh, it's interesting. Like, they're friends. Yeah. Like, they, they get along very well. Like, they slept in the same bed, woke up, didn't remember anything. Yeah. I was like, okay. But then there's the Marissa thing. So, it's, I don't know what she was going for. And, like, the Marissa thing is so obvious compared to the V thing. Yeah. I, no, I don't know that she was necessarily setting out for those two to ever be a thing. Like I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know because, like, maybe it was 2005 and maybe she just didn't know if her readers – because she was, like, obviously this was, like – she only got a three-book deal and she wanted – yeah, she only had three books and she wanted to make sure she got Zetas in. So I technically – I don't think Zetas's book was supposed to even be book three. I just think she wanted his story told so much. That he was part of the book three book deal, and then she just ended up getting approved for more books. Um, so I think she was more nervous that like maybe the audience might not want an MM romance, especially with Butch and V. Um, and then like maybe she just like hinted at Marissa at first, and like that was obviously probably gonna be the oh like the end game, unless like you know she decided to go the other way with Butch and V. But but also like it's. It's possible that it was purely unintentional. Like, sometimes characters in books have unintentional sexual t- chemistry between them. Like, uh, Lothair and okay. my men. <laughs> Declan had a thing, all right? Like, it's unintentional. You know that the author didn't mean for it to be. I'm trying so hard not to spoil, reader, like, yeah. I am picking up these signals, you know what I mean? So it might have been that as well. I mean, you gotta read um, book four. Oh, for fuck's sake. okay i just like it's not it's not like read between the lines it's very much there 
fine. Especially on V's side. Does V end up with a, a woman or a man? Oh, V ends up with a woman. And I love V and his well, girl. Well, he might be bisexual, you know? Like, that's allowed. No, I yeah, and I, he is bisexual. Um, oh, okay. Well, <clears> there you go. <laughs> I, I believe he is. I don't know. I think that's confirmed. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but that's to say, like, I love V and his book. Like, his book was amazing. Made me cry. Gave me everything. And he's also into BDSM. So, if that's something you're interested in. He will provide on that front. Okay. So, BDSMV. Okay. I hear you. I'm giving you guys little teasers to, like, maybe you might want to continue this series. Well, I am um, going to continue on. Like, I I feel like I have to. I have to give it till Zadist. Yeah, at least till Zadist. And then I can make it. And then if you're mine. curious about reading about Butch and V's, maybe, like, almost their type romance but Mm -hmm. not really Mm -hmm. maybe book four but then you also want to read v's book so maybe up to book five (laughs) and then by that point maybe book 12 (laughs) or 25 (laughs) no honestly like for me it's the first five books maybe six me and fury's book kind of like have a hate love relationship like i like it but i don't like it i love it sometimes i don't like it i don't know but like the first six is um solid solid arc yeah, they're a solid set. Hey everyone, Editor Marge here to say that uh, sadly we suffered some technical difficulties with this episode. Uh, S's audio got corrupted for whatever reason and we tried everything to recover it, um, but we didn't manage it, obviously. So um, if you don't hear her for the rest of the episode, that is why, as she was there with us. We could hear her, but uh, you can't, unfortunately. So you are missing out on an amazing conversation about uh, the reverse harem book that S was reading at the time. It sounded really wild. Um, So I'm sad that you can't hear about it. Uh, But she does mention it in uh, our upcoming Catch Up and Chill episode, which should be coming out next week. So do not worry. It is coming. This was just kind of a preview uh, in which she was kind of teasing some uh, spoilery bits about the book. So, you know, you won't get that in the catch-up and chill, but you will get, you know, a taste of what it's like. There was also uh, a bit about Zadist, and we were saying how excited we were for his book. So, here you go. Now you know that, because you wouldn't otherwise. And, uh, I hope that this won't, uh impact your enjoyment of this episode too much and that you'll like the rest of it anyway um yeah i mean we're sorry (laughs) i wish we could have found a a solution to this but unfortunately we did not uh not in time anyway so so yeah apologies and uh yeah let's get back into it shall we can we quickly uh segue into a scene that i really liked uh, which was the mating ceremony. Yeah, I okay. really liked her take on it. So, like, essentially, they... Well, it's kind of like a wedding, I guess. But I really liked the part where uh, the brothers were carving Beth's name into his name, into his back. And she's like, I wish my name was shorter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, like, I really liked that. And how they were asking, like, who's your... What's her, what's her, the name of... the Your Lelon or whatever? Lelon? His sh- Shalon. Shalane? Shalon. And he had to repeat Elizabeth, 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 like, over and over yeah. again. Like, it had the intensity that it needed to have. Which sometimes mating ceremonies, I feel like they are a little bit of a letdown. Because, like, 
there's hype around it and then you're like oh this is it this yeah. is all there is but I, I i liked it a lot i will say that i loved the singing part and i loved um, my man having the most beautiful voice ever that zetas was singing yes <laughs> i literally looked at my book i remember this so vividly and i started screaming i was like oh my he could sing but his eyes look dead and my man has a broken soul but he sings like an angel okay so let's go into the monster so what do you think the monster of the story is well a little one that i found at some point and i don't remember who was saying that and i think it might have been raf but i'm not 100 percent sure on that front uh but someone was talking about the battle between your baser instincts as a vampire and not fully submitting to them, like not fully giving in to becoming this vampire being and like sort of retaining some of your humanity. And and I do think that this is something that all the guys probably struggle with, like even Wrath to a certain extent, like not like Wrath doesn't want to kill people just for the sake of killing people he will do it if he has to uh but he's he he seems to be struggling with that like he doesn't want to give in to just purely purely being evil for the sake of it that was like a little one that i picked up at some point and again i'm sorry i don't remember who said that but i feel like it might have been wrath at some point well for me um for wrath i had um like past traumas forming fears and self-doubt um so we know I guess midway through the book that um, when Wrath was a pre-transitioned vampire, he was um, considered, uh, I guess, smaller and just, I don't know, just not strong. His family was brutally murdered while he was um, hiding behind a wall his father had put him in um, before the attack. So this was uh, the Lusters way back when coming to attack the vampire, the royal vampire family. He watched his uh, his parents die and he feels like he let them down because he didn't do anything and... Like, you know, he didn't do anything to fight and protect them. So, like, obviously that meant he didn't pay attention to his lack of strength, nor, like, the lack of training he would have had at that point. And he obviously would have died in two seconds. But, like, it kind of made him feel like a failure and doubts himself when it comes to leading his people. That's why years and years and years have passed and he still hasn't stepped up and became the king for his people. Um, Yeah, and he just doesn't even also know how to rule um, because of his parents dying so young in his life. So he struggles with that as well. And he still, to this day, doesn't feel like he isn't the cause of his parents' death. And he even tells Beth that. And Beth is like, you're, you were young, you were a kid. Yeah, he, he was convinced she, was leave, she would leave him when she learned that, like, he, yeah. he hid. He hid away and didn't yeah. make a sound so that they wouldn't find him. Like, And he also tells Beth, despite her saying you're not at fault, he's like... You can tell me as much as you yeah. want that I wasn't at fault, but I believe that I am at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, like, he's still struggling with that, and it still caused him to, like, reluctantly agree to be the king. Um, so, yeah, that was his monster, I think, for me. Which will hopefully have repercussions in the, the next books, like, of, of that decision. Um, what about Beth? The thing is with Beth, I don't feel she got great character development in this book. And no, so when it well. comes to monsters, I don't think that she has many. Um, I feel like if we're not necessarily thinking 
thinking about the character themselves but more like how they are created I feel like we discussed the fact that like she her struggles and like what she goes through with like assault and everything was kind of just used as a plot device that's a monster within the romance genre I feel like um but I don't think that there's much to her and I feel like Marissa had more character development and for me um I liked Marissa's you know small but still significant journey of like realizing her own her own self-worth and that like she's not gonna stay with wrath she's done with this she she values herself more than that and it was an interesting little arc you know like just because it's you know brief and from a side character like it doesn't mean it's not important i i i liked to see that from her uh so that was a small one you know she she overcame that she she's looking for love elsewhere (laughs) She's single and she's ready to mingle. Yes, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, I still had with Beth, like, um, past trauma still forming, like, I guess, fears and self-doubt with her because, like, she was always in the foster system and, like, it kind of uh, scarred her. She had really bad situations and really bad experiences. But then, like, did that ever come up in the in the story? Really? No, she just mentions it, and even um, Mr. Fritz, Fritz, yeah, Fritz, mentions it. And like, I guess you, it alludes to like the the part of her story where like she didn't really form connections really with people, and like she kind of was a lone wolf. Hmm. and relationships were not easy to form with her like obviously yes it, a lot of it was due to like the lack of sexual attraction to people because of like her transition yeah um but I think it caused her to have like inner doubts and like just a intense loneliness because she couldn't she didn't even have any friends really um and I don't know if that was due to her foster situation and like her experiences there or if it was just being not of the human species yeah, and I guess in a way, like, learning about everything that her dad did behind the scenes sort of helped her realize that, like, she was never truly alone. She felt alone, but she actually wasn't during that time, and I think that maybe she found comfort in that thought of, like, there was someone with me along the way, someone who cared. Yeah. And I also had a um, lack of self-preservation um, because, yeah, Wrath was a hottie, but, like, there was so much evidence proving that he was a murderer or even a drug dealer. And this girl was like, mm, he's hot and we just had great sex and now I'm going to go with him. And that was it. Like, of course, like, thank God he wasn't any of those things. I mean, you can't um, blame her for doing that. Like, no, you I can't. Know. But you have, like, I'm sorry, but Beth is the girl in a horror movie who dies first. She just is. <laughs> no, you are right. She goes where the hottie is. But can't blame her because, like, probably me too. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, she she maybe could have uh, put up a, a little bit of a fight, you know, or just been like, hey, dude, I literally have just met you. Maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. I'm done. Then again, you know, you do you, boo. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? She's a single woman and she's going through a transition. She didn't know about it then. And like, you know what? If you're feeling attracted to one man, just do it, girl. Like, what's stopping you? I mean, sure, he might be a murderer and a a drug dealer, but you know what? And he literally just like appeared in your home and like (laughs) 
is very tall, dark, and mysterious. Right? And you're like, yeah. See, it just proves, <laughs> girls. You don't even need to leave your home to meet your soulmate. Oh, the dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So we're done with the monster? Yeah. Okay. So we don't know yet what we're going to do with this. Uh, it might turn into a series. It might not. But if it does turn into a series, don't expect it to be like we did the Immortals After Dark book. So like one every two weeks type of deal. It will yeah. probably be like one here, one five years from now. And then. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> Maybe one every few weeks. Yeah. Like don't, don't expect if something too consistent as far as these releases uh yeah i mean i hope you enjoyed it um if you read this book and you want to let us know how you felt about it uh please feel free to reach us online uh you can find us on instagram at romancing the monsters podcast also on twitter at romancing no not not at all uh the rtm pod and you can also email us at romancingthemonsterspodcast at gmail.com. We're on YouTube under the same name if you want, if you prefer that uh, format to listen to podcasts. Also, there are captions on there if you need or want them. Um, and lastly, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Foes and Lovers. And you can find me, S, on both Twitter and Instagram at But This Book. And you can find me, Seth, on both Instagram and Twitter at Pros with Woes. And also, please feel free to leave us a review or rate us on Apple Podcasts, on Google, on SoundCloud, on literally like any podcast uh, program or wherever you find podcasts. Please feel free to rate or review us. It honestly means the world anytime you get a review or a rating. Um, so yeah, if you have the time and would like to rate us, please go ahead. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.